There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. Nate, we're going to continue our Song of the Summer series, yes. where we've been really going kind of retro, looking back into the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, but I want to take us into the 2000s and look at what makes a hot summer jam hot. <laughs> okay. Literally. Yeah. Oh, wow. Literally. Calor. Okay. I want to figure out how do you make a song sound hot? Like hot in temperature, like hot on the dance floor, hot. Right. This is going to be an all-out song of summer review because I've been diving deep into the music of the 2000s and some of my favorite tracks from Nelly to Katy Perry to Beyonce to the Black Eyed Peas have all been colliding and I've noticed that they're using this same technique to make that heat happen. I'm on the edge of my seat here, Charlie. Take me there. <laughs> and instead of just giving it right away, let's see if we can hear that heat. This song needs no introduction. Let's just spin it. Oh, yeah. That's about as hot as it gets. Yes. This is Nelly's 2002 Hot in Here. Maybe this is a totally ridiculous question, Nate. But, Sorry, hot, um, hot in where, Charlie? Her. Spelled <laughs> H-E-R-R-E. Yeah. yeah. So <sighs> this may be totally absurd to ask, but Nate, why is this song so hot? Ooh. Um, you know... What a profound question. I don't think I've ever <laughs> considered it. I mean, certainly it, we've got like a, a relatively high BTM. We've got, what, is this a, a Neptune's production here? Yes, this is a Neptune's production. Uh, you know, Pharrell, uh, who was the Neptune's? I don't know who the rest of That would be Pharrell and the uh, erstwhile elusive Chad Hugo. Yes, this is the Neptune's production. Okay, but that's, you know, they make hot tracks, but this one's particularly hot. And it's not just the title. I mean, it's got a great concept, but there's something going on here. Do you hear what I'm hearing? I agree. And I'm at a rare loss for words, Charlie. I'm not sure what makes this song so hot. You could say it's the excellent narrative progression of the track. This is a fun sort of club track where rather than uh, you know being about being in the club, it's actually the entire progression of going to the club, waiting for the right time, checking things out, getting up on the dance floor, feeling like busting loose, and then moving to the bar, popping the bottles, then getting in the car, going down the freeway, going to the next party. There's this whole sort of narrative progression. Yeah, that could be a hot summer jam. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you describe it that way, it's downright Homeric. <laughs> but this narrative progression 
wouldn't be so fiery if not for the underlying harmonic tension in this track uh, and that's what we're going to look at today harmonic tension i see so the heat comes from the tension the heat comes from the tension created in the music and for the uninitiated we'll cover the basics of harmonic tension really quickly in fact it's such a basic concept so entirely fundamental to all of popular music that we somehow have failed to cover it on the 90 plus episodes of our show Right. This really is a core building block of pop. And so quick digression from Nelly so we can figure out this harmonic tension concept. At the most basic level, harmonic tension is the way in which chords create a sense of building up to something that wants some sort of release from that tension, usually back to sort of a home key. Mm. We've talked around this a lot on our show. The way we have a home key, also called a tonic or a one chord, and then there's this far away chord, this very tense chord we'll call the dominant or the five chord, which wants to resolve back home. Mm. The terminology isn't important. All that matters is that you can hear home and then away and then back home. This is the most common chord progression creating that sense of home, away, and back home. First chord is home, second chord, tense, and then we're back home. Okay, harmonic tension 101 chords literally create a sense of tension that progress a song forward. But today we're talking about hotness, heat, fire. We need to move beyond this simple idea of just home and away because there are much hotter ways of building tension, mm. which brings us back to Nelly. Right. Let's just go and check out that chord progression that comes in just before the verse of the song. Cool. So hot, right? Oh, yeah. So there are so many ways in which we could analyze these progressions. We could use big words like tritone substitution, modal interchange, chromatic dissonance. But I want to focus on a concept that we actually started to look at on our episode with clipping about Afrofuturism, this idea of the ground bass. Mm, love it. Okay, so the ground bass is this idea that there's a bass note that just constantly repeats itself as things move over it. I think most obviously what makes this song so hot is that the chords are really dissonant and close and chromatically moving in a way that honestly wouldn't typically make its way into a pop song. Gotcha. Yeah. So for example, just check out this like really tense chord. This is a chord that he plays in the track. <laughs> Do you ever hear that kind of a chord? In modern pop, that is your kind of chord. That is a chord you hear in modern jazz, not in pop, right? Yeah. Let's hear that one more time. Oh, that's delicious. I could have that all day. <laughs> there is a whole progression of these close chords that create a really dissonant quality by putting a bunch of series of notes that are really closely related and connected to each other, basically on top of each other. But it all holds together because underlying it, there is this ground bass, this E, this thing which is establishing us in the key of E minor. Mm. Because even though the chords are obviously changing in the song, underneath those chords is the same bass note, that E. Played normally, the bass note is quick and anticipated and sounds like this. Ooh, it's sticky, right? <laughs> yeah. 
sweating just listening. But we can make it even stickier because if you hold that bottom note out, you can start to hear the color of these chords over that ground bass and they become even more dissonant. Right, because when you hold out that lower note, it starts to sound with the higher notes and adds yet another flavor to these chords. Yes. But, Charlie, I would be remiss if I didn't hit the pause button for one second here. Oh, what do you got? (laughs) Because only to say that I think a slightly more appropriate term than ground bass here would be a pedal point. Ooh, you're right. It is a pedal point. Ooh, taking me back to uh, freshman year of college. Yes. Thank you for correcting me. We want to explain the differences between pedal point and ground bass. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we can delve deeper into this in a future episode. But quick classical masters digression. (laughs) Imagine you're an organist in Baroque Europe. As I want to be. Right. You've got a lot of notes and a lot of pipes at your disposal. And one of the really cool things you can do as an organist is you have a set of keys at your feet too yeah. that you play with your toes. And one of the really fun things you can do as an organist is just take your left foot and just slam it down on one of those pedals. <laughs> yes. And that just gives you this fat, deep note that will last as long as you're hitting that pedal. And if we're going way back in time, you would literally have some poor guy pumping a bellows to send the air through the organ. (laughs) So maybe as long as he or she can keep pumping. Yeah. And then once you've got your foot just slammed on that pedal, you can do all sorts of fun chords with your hands on top of it. Yes. Now, fast forward in time, this term sort of gets deracinated from the organ. And now anytime you have a low note that's just kind of constant, and on top of it you have different changing chords and melodies, we're still going to call that a pedal point, even when, you know, an organ isn't involved. Mm. Thank you. And so if that's a pedal point, the sort of the idea is like there's just kind of one note hanging down below while things are happening on top. Right. I was sort of misusing the idea of a ground bass, which I think I, I have an idea of, but maybe you could explain that to me so I'm, I'm not totally aloof right so ground bass will take the same concept but just stretch it out that's a longer kind of melody line in the bass that would repeat over and over again right so also definitely a concept that's still with us a bass line right but not just a single static note that would be a pedal point right now if you got really into this nelly track you might notice there are a few other anticipated little notes here and there and some repeated things but i think still it falls much more, you're right, in line with this pedal point concept. Okay. Thank you for the correction. Thank you, Nelly, for taking us into the vagaries <laughs> of Western musical history. Into the Baroque organ. Who knew? <laughs> so uh, these Nelly chords are really tense, right? Yeah. All the dissonance between them is, I think, super hot. Like, you're on a sticky dance floor hot. Everyone is too close. There's this pent-up tension that is really nicely resolved when we land back into our home chord of E minor, Mm. which has been hanging down below these chords the whole time. So let's just slow that whole thing down and hear these chords all together with that 
pedal point underneath. You can see as they move up, it gets real tense, really difficult, and you go back home. How pleasant. Oh, yeah. That is super tense, super dissonant, super crunchy. (laughs) I like it. Nelly is not alone in using this technique, as there are all sorts of ways to create summer heat with harmonic tension. More of that in just a minute. Ooh, ah, I can't wait. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latinx culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping and get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. Disclaimer. Now, I don't think that this song would be successful today for a whole slew of reasons, mostly because of its fairly regressive sexual politics, its appropriation of queer identity, and its obvious male gaze. Hmm. But when... I Kissed a Girl came out in 2008. It broke all sorts of chart records and was the song of the summer. Whoa, yeah, you're taking me back, Charles. All right. So... Even though it was controversial, even when it came out, this song was a summer hit that really built up that tension and heat using, in fact, that same method that Nelly used, the pedal point. Wow, I was not expecting a bridge from Hot in Here to Kiss a Girl, but (laughs) there it is, the pedal point. (laughs) It could take us in all sorts of ways. So to hear that tension more closely why don't we just isolate the chords and the pedal point bass so that we can hear the way in which it creates that heat Hmm. now because the chords in this track are kind of uh, staccato and a little syncopated i think it helps to really hear the way in which the harmonic tension is established, it might even be helpful to slow this whole thing down and simplify the rhythm so that we can see how these changing chords underneath that same bass note create this really thick heat, that tension. Let's. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's... 
nice and dissonant and tense and crunchy. Cool. And it's interesting to me that this tense moment is actually the very beginning of the chorus. They start on this pedal point and establish this really big tension where you usually expect the hook to give you some release. Perry really only gives us that sense of release for just a moment when she actually drops the pedal point bass and brings in the normal bass notes to the song. And it takes on a totally different quality. And if we isolate it again, we'll hear that the chords are moving with the bass now. The bass is moving along and moving up and up and up. Right. So as soon as she says it felt so wrong, <sighs> no longer is it that static pedal point bass but the bass starts to move with the changing chords exactly but in those moments where things don't move where the pedal point is just hanging there is that underlying tension unlike nelly where nelly is using these really dissonant chords instead perry is using some pretty common chords like these chords are all in the key Hmm. there's nothing particularly strange about them in fact they just kind of move up from the home chord the one they move up to the three to the four briefly up to the six and then to the five and the bass note just sort of stays rooted underneath all of that but because you're hearing that bass note it's kind of like am i in the home chord or am i in this away chord where am i you have this just wonderful underlying harmonic tension throughout Hmm. yeah i see that so this isn't the only place that perry uses this sort of concept of harmonic tension to build that summer heat in fact, she does it in really, I think, one of her best songs so well in the song Teenage Dream. Mm, yes, cool. I know we've talked about this one before, but I think it bears repeating because even though, you know, maybe this is like a slightly beachier hit than Hot in Here, I do think that it has just so much angst and tension. And she does it in a way which is slightly different than the other two songs we've looked at. Nate, what is this song about? Uh, This song is about (laughs) being forever young. It's about the endless, eternal summer, Charlie. Endless, eternal summer, endless, eternal youth. And that is the fundamental tension of the song, which is set up in the harmony. Because underneath this entire song is a chord progression that never resolves itself. It keeps you suspended, as if you can live forever in suspended youth. Hmm. There's a lot of people in Los Angeles trying to do this. It's not possible. (laughs) It can only be done in a three-minute pop song. Right, through the transcendent power of music. (laughs) Yes, because except for the very beginning of this song where we hear a sense of our home key... This song actually just builds and builds and builds, going back and forth and back and forth, never resolving. We can isolate that and hear how the chords never resolve themselves right here. Whoa, interesting. That just keeps going on throughout the entire song. 
If we add in her top melody, you'll hear a part where you think it should resolve and go back home. You know, you, you don't have to be a musicologist to hear this. Like, there's just, there's a place where you think, like, that's where we're, it's going to land and resolve all the tension. See if we can identify that. What do you think? Hmm. Uh, I think it's right where the melody jumps up. Yes. I guess what in the lyrics would be the line, don't ever look back. Yeah, don't ever look back, don't ever look back. And you think it would resolve there, but it doesn't. It just keeps on repeating the same chord progression. But um, I, I think a probably less talented songwriter who wasn't aware of how you could suspend eternal youth in the tension of harmony they might have uh, done something a little less sophisticated and, and written it like this. <laughs> That's like cheese whiz, right? Right. What you've done there is you've actually gone to the home chord that Katy Perry spends this whole song avoiding. Yes. And as soon as you do that, it loses that excitement and that tension and that feeling of summer heat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that chord is death to the song. It has lost its perpetual tension, perpetual youth. The only thing that holds this very simple song together is the fact that despite having very little going on harmonically, it just doesn't ever go to where you think it's going to go. That's what makes that tension, that heat so successful. Hmm. It's why you want to keep playing the song. In fact, these chords just run throughout the entire song. A lot of songs will have a loop and chord progression, but this one you just never get tired of Yeah, because it never gives you what you expect. And it's so strange. I mean, to return to the metaphor that you started the show with, like yeah. of harmonic tension being something moving from home where you have the release of tension to away, where you build up tension and then back to home where you release the tension. Yeah. The song never goes home. It never goes home. It never releases that tension. And that's so bizarre. Yeah. And yet it's exactly like you say, what makes the song so effective. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what for me makes this a successful song of summer. It's the never ending summer, the never ending youth, and it does it through harmonic tension. I have to point our listeners to a piece by Owen Pallett on Slate called Katy Perry's Teenage Dream explaining the hit using music theory in which he goes even deeper into this track uh, a real inspiration for the show as well before we started doing Switched on Pop go check out that article on Slate mm, definitely okay Nelly Katy Perry these are not the only artists using harmonic tension to create a summer hit because on our next track, things are going to get crazy. Hint, they're going to get crazy in... You're going to have to see. <laughs> because, Nate, I think that things are getting too hot in here and that we should take a break, cool off. In fact, I think that these next two songs are so hot that we're going to have to extend this episode into part two. Whoa. So come back for part two of Feeling the Summer Heat next time with the queen bee cliffhanger our first to be continued i love it <laughs> 
Switched on Pop is produced by me, Charlie Harding. And me, Nate Sloan. Our editing, mixing, and all good things are done by Bill Lance. Our design is by Luke Harris. And we are a proud member of the Panoply Network. You can find more episodes at switchedonpop.com on iTunes, Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast player you choose. We're going to continue our Song of Summer series, our part two episode of how to make that heat happen with that harmony (laughs) in two weeks. And until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.